0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16. But now they desire a better... Come on, shout better. Better. Shout better than that. (laughs) That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared a city for them. Now listen to this. It says that they desire a... Better that is a heavenly country. How many of you know that heaven's better than Here right heaven's better And the things that are going on in heaven are better than the things that are going on in the earth right now Right. We have family. We have friends. We have loved ones there right now that have gone on before us And we know that they're living a better life than we are right now. They're experiencing much better than we are right here on the earth, all right? So because there's this desire, now listen, this is what faith does. Faith pulls out of you a desire for better. Faith is the desire for better, all right? When they, when they, As they're walking the earth and they're talking to God, they realize, no, there's more. There's more to life than this right here. In their connection with God, he gave them a hunger, a desire, there's something better. Abraham, get up, get out of your country. I've got something better for you. Hmm? I'm taking you someplace, and wherever God is taking you, he's taking you to better. As we're closing out 2015, just get it in your heart, get it in your mind, get it in your declaration that he's taking you to better this coming year. All right? It's a better year. It's a better time. It's a better experience. It's, it's greater glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Everything, think about every level, every, every situation in your life, every aspect of your life is better, huh? Declare that over your health. It's better this year. My marriage is better, hallelujah. My children are better this year. My job is better this year, amen. My cars are running better this year, hallelujah. Huh? Better, they have a desire for better. And Jesus said to pray this kind of prayer. He said to pray for better when he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And in other words, he said, give us what's better. Pray for what's better. Get it here. Amen. And so it says, therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Why? Because God likes people who want better. Hmm? He doesn't want you getting satisfied with what the earth can give. the earth is wonderful in many ways and there's a lot of resources here on this earth but God's not bound to this. He is, God is spirit. Huh? Faith is the desire for better. As we read earlier in chapter 8 that he has he has, Jesus has obtained a more excellent ministry and as much as he is also mediator of a better covenant. That's what that's the theme of Hebrews. I mean, if we could sum it up in one word, it would be the word better. Yeah. Better, which was established on better promises. Better covenant established on better promises. Now, I want us to go over to 2 Timothy, or Peter, I'm sorry, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4. This is one of my favorite verses uh, in, in the epistles of Peter. Uh, it says... Uh, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Uh, let's look at verse uh, five. I thought that was four. I think that's actually verse three. I don't know why that says four. Maybe it's Second Peter 5. One. Really? Huh. Let's go to five then. Mine says Second Peter one four says, "By which." There. Everybody else has. All right. I like, this is verse three, actually. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him and called us by glory and virtue and has, by which has, he has given, right? Or have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Exceedingly great and precious promises, all right? That through these, that through these what? That through these exceedingly great and precious promises, right? We'll just say promises so we can, that through these promises, you may be partakers of the divine nature. How many of you believe that you have God's divine nature? You do. When you got saved, the old nature went away. Old things are passed away. All things have new become new right now, right? So you got his nature, all right? Now you partake of his nature. This is beautiful. You, you are. You, how are we going to partake of his nature? how we get through these promises all right that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature now watch this this is awesome having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust now watch this so he says he's given us these promises that through these we become partakers of the divine nature or God's character, God's person, everything that comes from him. And what that does is it, it, it escapes us. It, it's an escape hatch, if you will, from the desire for the wrong things. Did you, did you see that? What this does for us, my family, this will give you great boldness and great confidence when you pray them. Because when you pray his promises... You're never praying the wrong thing. That's why we need to know what God has promised, so that we can know what to pray, so that we can know what to desire, so that we can know what we can have. Are you hearing me? It's so important that you stay in the Word. There are thousands of promises in the Scriptures, thousands of them, all right? And so God has, has put these things out there for us to partake of Him and, 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 and given us these These promises to say, "There's better." There's better. Watch this. I want to just name a few of the thousands of promises we have from the scriptures. Some that are not commonly quoted. We have lots of scriptures that we commonly quote, right? Like you know, for instance, "My God shall supply your need according to His riches and glory." We know that that I don't ever want that to get old to you. I'm just saying they're very. It's a very familiar verse of scripture, isn't it? All right. Uh, come on, somebody shout another one I'm me, another promise scripture. By his stripes we are healed. Very good. What else? He's given us richly all things to enjoy. Very good. Anyone? There you go. By Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Now listen to this. I'm going to have David bring these up on the screen. Just some, some ones that maybe you haven't looked at in a while or maybe never seen, all right? I, I thought I would just go through and find some that are not all that common, all right? Maybe, maybe enrich your understanding or, and your, your, uh, your uh, Rolodex. What's the word I'm looking for? Inventory, yes, okay, of, of promises, okay? Psalm 34, 17, watch this. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears. And delivers them out of, how many of their troubles? All their troubles. Where are the righteous? Who's the righteous? All right. Say, I cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers me out of all my troubles. Oh, somebody needs to get a hold of that, that one for 2016, huh? All right, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25. Watch this. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. You want to get over that depression? You want to help somebody in their depression? Speak the word of God. Let their ears hear the good word of God. Because there is nothing like the word. There is no pill out there that can do what the word of God can do. Amen. It doesn't exist. Because the word of God has a lasting effect. Hmm? Otherwise, you got to go back to that pill bottle. <laughs> you gotta keep coming back, huh? But the word of God has a lasting effect. A good word makes it glad. Hallelujah. Alright, yeah, right? that's that's the beautiful thing about the gospel. It's a good word. Christ died for your sins. That's the good news. You don't have to die for your sins. He did it. He was buried. That means he carried your sins far away. Hallelujah. And God raised him from the dead. Oh, yeah. And he raised him from the dead so that you have hope of resurrection too. And he ascended to the Father so that you know you'll ascend to the Father someday too. That's good news. Isaiah 44, verse 3. Watch this one. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants or on your kids and my blessing on your offspring. Grab a hold of that one, moms and dads, and declare that over your family. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 28. I read the first part of this verse. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. Oh, I like that. The heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season. I think you did a good job of that this year. (laughs) And to bless how much of the work? All the work of your hand. Then it says you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. In other words, you won't need to borrow. Huh? They'll be coming to you asking to borrow from you. Anybody want that? Hey, this is a promise here. He will bless all the work of your hands. That means whatever your hand does, it prospers. Whatever your hands do. If you'll just get to work, he'll take care of you. Huh? He'll bless that work. He'll bless the fruit of your, of your labor. He'll bless the work of your hands. Amen. I like that. Come on, turn to somebody and tell them, get a job. All right. You do your part, right? You do your part. God will do his part, right? He'll do his part. But he does need you to get a job. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah. I know it, Jeremiah. Jeremiah 33:3. 3. Call to me and I will answer you. I like that already. And show you, ready, great and mighty things which you do not know. Lord, I don't want to know what I already know. I don't need to see what I've already seen. Show me the great and mighty stuff. Huh? Come on. Anybody want to see the great and mighty stuff in 2016? Great and mighty things that you don't know. huh? You might think you know, but you don't know. God's going to surprise you. Oh, he's going to unveil some things for you. He's going to open the curtains. He's going to open the shades and let you see new things, greater things. Hallelujah. So call to him. Tell him that's what you want. Call him up. Call him up. Tell him what you want. All right. Jeremiah chapter 30. Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 17. Somebody needs to grab a hold of this one tonight. For I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. I will restore. See, listen to me. That's the thing about sickness and and, and this ongoing kind of things that, that, that sickness, sickness brings at different levels yeah. is that it robs you. It robs you of health. It robs you of time yeah. being healed. And this says, I'm going to restore that to you. Yeah. Amen. I'm going to restore your health to you. Yeah. praise God. Boy, that's praise good God. stuff. I'm believing for that. Yeah. And heal you. Wherever sickness is taking you down, whatever time you've lost, listen, believe that today this this is all changing for you. He's restoring health, health and all that comes with it, all right? Everything that's been lost because of sickness is all coming with health, amen, and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. I'm a little bit sore from bowling yesterday. I need some of these (laughs) wounds healed. I took our staff bowling yesterday, and I... How do you get sore bowling? Seriously? All right. Well. Yeah, you're right. Well, I was because that because the thing measured how many miles per hour you're throwing it, so I was trying to just kill that thing yesterday. It's come back to bite me. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29. Hey, how many of you know 4031? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That's a good one. But I like 29 too. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Oh, that's good. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. These are good, aren't they? Did you notice that they're all Old Testament? Last one, Proverbs three twenty four. Now, I quote Psalm 4, 8 all the time. It says, I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Here's another one for those of you who need the rest at night. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. Yes, you will lie down, and your sleep will be sweet. I like that. Your sleep will be sweet. Praise God. Okay, we have to move forward, but those are just a few. Those are just, I mean, that's just a handful of the thousands of promises in the Word of God. Amen. Make it your aim this year to read at least one promise every day. And get it in your mouth and declare it. Make it personal. Make it yours, all right? Declare it over you and your spouse and your kids, your business, whatever. Your body, hallelujah. Your mind, hallelujah. All right. It's the desire for better. See, faith comes. How? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith then comes when you hear that there's better and causes your desires to change from, well, I don't know what I want. Or, "Mm, I'm happy with this. This is good enough. No, no, no. It takes you way beyond that to this insatiable hunger that will not be satisfied with anything other than the better that comes from God amen what was really happening is as you read the word of God your desire becomes his desire huh okay verse 17 Hebrews 11 are you good are you encouraged so far? Yeah. I am. The Broncos won Monday night. We're in the playoffs. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Hebrews 11:17. 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed shall be called. This next thought, besides faith and desire for better, is faith is Total surrender to God. That Abraham offered up Isaac. Abraham offered up his only son. If you read Genesis chapter 22, it says that the Lord told him, I want you to take your son, now your only son, and to whatever mountain I tell you, I want you to offer him up as a burnt sacrifice on, on the mountain. And the scripture says that Abraham got up early the next morning. He was in this thing fully with God. He got up early. I mean, if you're going to sleep in, I've always said, if I'm going to sleep in, I'm probably going to sleep in on that day. I'll, I'll get the sacrifice of my son a little later in the day. All right, Lord, can I just? No, no, no. He got up early. He was totally surrendered to God. Not even his own son would keep him from obeying God. All right. That's a challenge, isn't it? Yeah. Huh. Total surrender means that there is no thing, there is no person, there is no place, no situation that stands between you and God. Nothing holds you back and nothing keeps you away or takes the place of following after God with everything in you. And a total surrender is a process of uh, many surrenders to God. You know what I'm talking about? It's, It's a daily thing. It's a daily surrender. You just get up, And you focus on him, you say, Lord, whatever you want to do today, I'm yours. I'm surrendered to your will. I'm surrendered to your way today. And you know what? God is patient with you in the process of surrendering. Huh? He's patient with you, but he will not relent on his stance to have all of you. He wants all of you. He's got to have all of you. And 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 he's not to be compartmentalized. He is Lord. He's not number one on a list of priorities. He's the center of your life. Huh? He's the center. Everything in your life flows out of your relationship with him. Glory to God. Every relationship, every plan, every pursuit. I was thinking about this that Uh, Abraham totally surrendering to God. Actually, that takes us to this next thought. Let's just continue to move on. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, Verse 19, concluding, concluding that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. So Abraham is walking through this, all right? He's heard what God has already said concerning Isaac. He said, "In your seed or in him, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, and I will make your descendants as the, what the sand of the seashore or as the stars in the sky. So he knows that Abraham or that Isaac is the one that 's all going to happen through. This is what God has told him prior to go go take him and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on a mountain. so Abraham has walked with God for Oh, let's see, how old is Isaac at this point? Isaac is 13, maybe, 14, so it's been 30, 25, 30, roughly 38, 39 years, maybe 40 years at this point, that Abraham had his beginning with God, and here he is 40 years later, all right? And it's been a process, it's been a journey for him in walking by faith. Remember how I told you that in the beginning, in Genesis chapter 15, Abraham's faith in God was a bit, I have to see it in order to believe it. Remember, what are you going to give me seeing I go childless? But now we get all the way over in Genesis 22, and Abraham, he's really increased in his faith in God, really grown up in faith. And now he's calling those things that be not as though they were. He's actually saying it before he sees it now. See, this is the place God is trying to get us to. From that kind of Thomas infantile kind of faith, right? Well, unless I put my hand in the side, I'm not going to believe. I got to see him first. But Jesus said, okay, because you've seen me, you believe Thomas, but blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. Okay. So Abraham, he's, he's learned things about God. and, And one of the things that he certainly learned is that God is good and he can be trusted that God is faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promise. It doesn't matter how outlandish it seems to be. I mean, he's already gotten over the outlandish stuff. I mean, God told him to be circumcised, right? I mean, that's nobody, no other man had ever heard that news. Imagine that. He's 99 years old. All right? This isn't a. he's not a baby where he'll never forget it. He will never forget this. All right? And he goes on to live 76 more years after this. All right, he's never gonna forget this experience. I mean, that's a wild, wild. I mean, imagine that to us. That's, that's normal. We know that. This is the first person to ever hear anything. I Imagine how strange that news was to that man. What? Do you have any other thing that we could possibly do, God? I'll cut a toe off. So he's learned that God can be trusted. He's learned that God can be trusted. Yeah. So here's the thing. Watch this. He concluded. He concluded. I love this. He concluded then that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. So I'm just imagining that, that Abraham puts out a... Uh, he, he's got a marker board. And he writes out, okay, God promised me a son and said in him all nations be blessed. Plus sacrifice Isaac on the mountain <laughs> equals God will raise him from the dead. It didn't, he did not conclude, well, I guess God's done with me. He did not conclude, what did I do wrong, God? Listen to me now. He did not conclude... God can't be trusted then. No, 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 no. He'd already learned too much. God has to raise him from the dead. That's, that's the rational conclusion here. And Isaac must, I'm going to sacrifice him on that, Lord? Okay. Then you're going to raise him from the dead. So Abraham, in a figurative sense, that is in his heart. As he's heading toward that mountain, he sees it far off. Don't you know he's, he's walked through this in his head? So many times. He's, he's had to walk, thought this through, imagining stabbing his son and, and watching him die and having to be the one to actually do it, his own father, and knowing that they're waiting for this promised child, going through all of those emotions and, you know, and following God and just going for it. And, and, and the scripture says that he did it in a figurative sense. He saw the boy dead and raised again. And that's all God needed. Why? Because God's not looking on the outside. God's looking at the heart. That's why Abraham didn't have to go through with it because he already went through with it in his heart. The substance of the man, the central believing system. So, concluded, here it is. Faith's motto is God is able. At the end of it all, God is able. I don't, I, I don't understand all this. I don't, care. I don't even care. I know God's able. That's all I need to know. God is able. He added it all up. And that was the equation. That was it. God's able. And you know what? God saw that Abraham believed him. Specifically that Abraham believed that God would be true to his word. Even to the point of raising his son from the dead. Verse 20. I'm almost through. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. Isn't that interesting? That Isaac and Jacob lived some pretty extraordinary lives themselves the son and grandson of Abraham. And this is all it has to say about them? I mean, Isaac is the one who dug those wells, redug the wells, remember? His father's wells. Isaac was the one who sowed in a, in a time of famine. And the scripture says that he received a hundredfold return. Bumper to bumper crops. Everybody else, nobody could produce anything. Everybody else was, was famished. Every, and Isaac is just prospering. How come they don't tell that story? Jacob, are you kidding me? Jacob, who who thought, I need some striped cattle. What can I do? Okay, I know what. Let me get this stick and I'll carve some stripes in this stick and I'll put it right there at the watering hole so that when they come at the watering hole and then the cows do their breeding thing there, they'll have striped calves while they're looking at that striped stick. And that's exactly what happened. How come that's not there? How about the fact that Jacob wrestled with Jesus? He wrestled with God all night long and said, I'm not letting you go till you bless me. Huh? Where is it? This is the the hall of faith, right? This is our, these are, and it says Jacob, it's almost like he's trying to hurry up and get through with the chapter or something. I don't know. By faith, Isaac, uh, he blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things coming. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, he blessed each of the sons of Joseph worshiping on top of a step. What? No, no, no. This is so good. This is so important. Faith is an inheritance to your children and to your grandchildren. Faith is an inheritance both to your children and to your grandchildren. 2 Timothy 1.5. You don't have to bring this up, David. I'll just read it. Paul talking to his favorite son in the faith, Timothy. He says, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. You can pass down faith. Are you hearing me? But they're going to have to see you do it. Your children need to hear you declare the word of God. They need you to lay your hands on them when they're sick and pray the prayer of faith over them. Are you hearing me? They need to hear you say grand things in your your home. They need to hear you talk big talk that only can be accomplished with God's intervention in your life. They need to hear that, that there's something greater than this right here. There's something greater that we're holding on to, guys. And it is the God who created all of this. Hmm? One of, one of the things that, that really blessed me was uh, maybe three years ago now, maybe four. I don't remember exactly. Three years ago, maybe. My dad set me and my brother down. And my dad has blessed me in many ways. I mean, when I was 16, he bought me a 1968 Mustang. I just, I, I can't get over that. I still excited thinking about that day when I got to leave my Plymouth Horizon at the car lot and drive off in a hot rod. I mean, that was just the coolest thing. And all I did was ask him for it. I drove by. I said, Brandon, we got we to gotta talk to dad. That car's incredible. I went home and he actually entertained it. At the end of the day, I was driving that car, getting tickets, three of them. And just like bam, bam, bam. Well, you know, had to learn how to slow down. But see, I was so used to that little Plymouth Horizon. I'm not kidding you. Me and my friend clocked it zero to sixty in forty two seconds. All right. So I was always having to push the thing to the floor. That Mustang was a whole different world. Three fifty one in it. That that sucker would go. But uh, and I just done a lot of marvelous things for me, and I'm so grateful to have the dad. I do have. One of the things he he did about three years ago was he set me and my brother down on their back porch uh, when they were living in McKinney at their house, called us over there. And he took this scripture and said, I'm going to bless you as Isaac blessed his sons and as Jacob blessed his grandsons. And... And I still have the recording. I listen to it every once in a while and just listen to what he said. One of the things he said to me, because one day, actually, I was here in this sanctuary. Do you know that December 26th was my five-year anniversary as your senior pastor here? Yeah. I was actually in this room, and this is maybe about four years ago, and I was walking around praying in here, and I was thinking about our ministry and thinking about where we've been through the years. Heather and I, the first... Let's see, August, will be married. Well, we were married 22 years in August, so yeah, wow. No, no, it was 21. That's right. That's right. Feels like two years, honey. <laughs> <laughs> um, the house that we now live in, which we moved into in 2006, so at that point, we'd been married 12 years. We had, that was our 15th move, all right, in 12 years. And I was so sick of moving. And I was just praying. I said, Lord, I don't want to move anymore. I just want to stay, I want to stay a long time here. I'm just talking to him, you know. Of course I'm willing to do whatever God wants me to do, but I just wanted to tell him what I wanted. You know? I just want to stay here. I want to build something here. I wanna I wanna do something great here. I love this city, I love the people here. I wanna do something here. I hadn't, I hadn't told anybody that except maybe you. And when I went to my parents' house, and my dad sits down, and he starts blessing me, starts praying this prayer blessing over me, and he says, oh, by the way, the Lord says stay. Praise I went, oh, that's all I needed. That's it. I mean, it just, I just got so blessed by that. Something about that blessing. Um... And I'm happy to share this rich heritage of faith with my children and and with you all here. Together, we're building the house of God, uh, you know, as well as building a legacy of faith for our children and our children's children. Amen. I don't just mean our natural children. I mean our spiritual children, you know, those that we're invested in. And um, God's got great plans for us. But faith ensures, or I'm sorry, faith is an inheritance to your children and your grandchildren. You believe that tonight? Faith's motto is that God is able. Faith is total surrender to God. And faith is the desire for better. We're not going to finish this chapter tonight. It's just not going to happen. We'll get through it though. I hope this has really encouraged you tonight. Why don't we just stand? I, I'd like to just take a, a couple of minutes on this last Wednesday um, and just pray. I want us to just specifically pray in the Spirit. All right? Pray in the Spirit. Sure, if you want to go. Just, just five minutes. All right? Can you give me five minutes? All right? Let's just, let's just yeah. dig in for just a moment. Let's just worship Him and bless Him. Just pray in the Holy Spirit. And I want you to just, just expect. Pray a prayer of expectation for this coming year. All right? Declare. Declare your your desires for this year. He wants to hear from you. He loves to hear from you. Loves to hear your desires. Declare his promises over your life. Declare what you expect to happen this year. But also declare that, God, I want the mighty and the great things, the things I don't know. I trust you to show me. Hallelujah. The things I don't know. Take me into greater this year. Take my family into greater things, God. And my children would have God experiences, be apprehended by the Holy Spirit himself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for increasing our numbers. Thank you, Lord, for increasing us. Lord, thank you that we're we're on the verge as a church to build, to build, expand your blessing on your people, Lord. Thank you that you increase them, you prosper them in every way, God. Greater health in their bodies in Jesus' name greater love in their marriages, Lord. Hallelujah. Greater favor, greater greater increase in Jesus' name this year. Bless these business owners here in Jesus' name. Increase them, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, those who are yet to begin businesses, Lord. Those who are ready to step out there in that new thing, God. Thank you for those who are answering a call to full-time ministry, Lord, that you bless them, Lord, in that, that they'll take courage this year. Yes, 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 yes. This is the year to take courage. This is the year to break off those shackles of fear in Jesus' name and say, no, 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 no. I'm not repeating what I did before. I'm not letting fear hold me. I'm not letting bad experiences keep me down. What happened before? Happened before. I'm going into a new thing. Hallelujah. I'm taking courage this year in the things of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. The devil can hinder you, but he can't stop you. He can't stop you. You keep believing. You keep declaring his word. Don't let hindrance stop you. Don't let it choke you up. Hallelujah. You just keep forging ahead in faith. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, this is a year of joy. This is a year of celebration. This is a year of good tidings. This is a year of laughter. Hallelujah. This is a year, oh yeah, of strength. Ease. This is a year of rest. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I saw. I saw. I, this is interesting. I saw this these fists punching through this roof of this house. And and I saw that house as, as your life. There are some of you specifically who need to hear this tonight. Fist punching through. And I saw wisdom, rays of wisdom light just shooting through. It's coming to you easily from the top. Not because you were striving for it. No, because he was giving it. Because you just said, Lord, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. And now it's punching through. It's coming to you in great measure this year. Great measure this year. Oh, you're gonna have such clarity this year. God is gonna show you the next steps to take. You're gonna know. You're gonna know with confidence. There will be no wondering. There will be no questioning. There'll be no doubting. No, 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 no. Wisdom is gonna be right there. It's gonna shine the light. You're gonna know. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord. You give the wisdom liberally. But it's a breakthrough kind of wisdom. It's a breakthrough kind of wisdom. You're going to find yourself in a moment where you don't know what to do, but all of a sudden, bam, you'll know. He'll he'll just break through for you right there. He'll give you the words to say. He'll give you the decision to make. He'll give you the investment. Yeah, the investment. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. The car to buy, the house to buy, he'll do it. Just say, Lord, just invite him in that situation. No matter how small or great, just invite him in your situation. I want your wisdom on this. I want your wisdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus, Jesus' mighty name, praise the Lord. Thank you, our faithful, faithful God. You remain faithful. Thank you that your arm is not too short to save us and to deliver us. Thank you that you said with your own mouth, is there anything too hard for me? Nothing. It might be too hard for us, but it's not too hard for you. And if it's not too hard for you, then it's really not too hard for us. You, Lord. bless your people now as they head home tonight. Thank you, Lord that you give them sweet sleep tonight. Rest in their bodies and their minds. Thank you, Lord, that when they rise in the morning they will rise with a song in their heart and thanksgiving on their lips. Where they go Lord you go because it's Christ in them the hope of glory thank you for your blessing of favor that peace and grace will be multiplied to them from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ as we close out this year and start a new one in the name of Jesus Amen Amen, amen. Thank you for listening We hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.